Hey, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's another episode of Fork Sports Highway, May 25th, 2023. Uh, Kachuk's winners, Joker sweeps LA, uh, Celtics stay alive, the Twins end their spiral, and the great Jim Brown passes away. So we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We're minus the legend Bill Deutsch tonight. He's up in old Canada, I think. Raven's off tonight. And Raven's off tonight. But uh, we got, I just messaged uh, Supersonic Steve. He may be calling in a little early to join us here. Sure, there you go. Good. I was going to do that, and then I got busy writing my little scribbling down here. And... Wouldn't it be the sports world where we like to bring it down to the wire, right? Right. <laughs> well, you know, there's, there's so much to talk about tonight, Dale. I, I just... Um, well, I did get a chance to listen to a couple of Twins games this week, and um, you know they they had a rough go out out on the West Coast with yeah. the Dodgers and the Angels, and then they came home with the Giants and yeah. dropped a couple to them. But then they finally the one they got yesterday was what seven to one. Yeah, both series they lost two and one one, so they managed to avoid being swept. Still, so far, surprisingly, I've been avoiding being swept in t- a single series all season, which is surprising. And most bonkers of all is that they're 26 and 24, so, so just barely above 500, but the AL Central is so terrible, they are still top of the AL Central. So, oh, yeah, it was about a three-game lead. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the thing is is that they've had a, a ton of injuries, just ton yeah. of injuries, all kinds of and, – and they've, got, they've had bad injuries, but then they've had the, the – the, uh, ticky tack ones, the the Small nagging ones, a game or two here and yeah, there, take, taking guys out. And uh, well, I think last week I covered they lost three players in one game with like Nick Gordon yeah. and I think Trevor Larnick and one other player going all going down. Well, Nick Gordon like broke his uh, kneecap. Yeah, I think of a foul ball off his leg, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Oh my and, goodness. And, and, or you know, heel. So, yeah. So it'd be a little while for him. Um, the pitching's still holding up for him though. Well, I mean, for the most part. I think I noted last week, we didn't know the severity of it, but now we got a better idea now. Uh, Tyler Molly's done for like a year because he just underwent Tommy John surgery oh, since yeah, our last yeah. show. So that, that's about a, what, 10 to 12 month recovery on average. So uh, I know Carlos Correa, he is uh, missed to two, the last two games with a bruised left heel. Uh, twins are off today after those uh, road series there, so that's good. Uh, yeah, their next game is a homestand against the Blue Jays on Friday. But you know, they had some interesting games. You know, their last game they won. You know, you know how you mentioned that, that 7-1 victory against the Giants. They, they had some very interesting plays in that game. Wild stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there were, there were uh, uh, base running blunders and, and overthrows and, and all kinds of things. I, I listened to the game. How about that double steal? Yeah, that too. And, and so that didn't get counted as a, I mean, it's a double steal, but it's not a, a straight steal of home. This wasn't home, one of the bases that was. Yep. Yeah, I got that. It was Willie Castro, uh, at least according to the beat report, unless they maybe made a ruling after the beat report went out. I, I, I looked it up too to see how it all went down in highlights. But yeah, Willie Castro stole home plate on a double steal. Uh, and it was the first Twins player to do so in a decade, 10 years since Cleet Thomas in 2013. So big-time history. Well, and, and, and then, it, like, so um, Cleet Thomas, and then um, uh, they did talk about uh, Dan Gladden actually had a couple of straight steals of home plate. Dan Gladden? Did, oh, for, oh, when he was, like, in an interleague game or something there? Or? Well, no, when, when, for, for the Twins. Yeah. But, but in, 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 um, he stealing home... Was was you know there used to be guys that well Rod Carew used to do it yep. Willie Mays Hayes in the movie Major League <laughs> but but you know it's it's pretty rare because the you're on third base and you got to get a really good jump if yeah. it's a straight steal mm-hmm. of home yeah like an honest legit steal yeah. yeah 
and and so but no it was uh just a lot of uh crazy craziness with the ball skipping past guys and ex- guys getting extra bases yeah and and that kind of thing um but yeah seven to one they won and they're they're hanging in there and, and yeah it's it they're they're playing well it was, um it also helped that joe ryan was pitching and this was actually one of his oh. weaker games but his only weak performance but i don't know if you saw this stat that was floating around uh this is, was his eighth start of the season, and he only went five innings, but it was his first start to go under six innings. So, you know, compared to last year where it was considered a miracle if a Twins pitcher went at least six innings. Yeah, well, he also, he was one of the guys that had the, a, a, a bumbling play, too. He fielded a ball, and he was down on his knees, and he threw it to first base and missed the, missed the first baseman, and so the guy ended up what should have been like the third out of that inning. Routine play just did yeah. not go according to plan. Well, well they said he, it, it sounded like he had time to get up to make the throw, and he hurried it. and Just course, over, overshot any, it. Yeah, any time. Well, it, they said it tailed away. It, the guy was stretching and stretching and stretching. He couldn't quite. Not quite it, a Buckner, but a little. He had some some fault there. So, so yeah. And, and well, so, so, yeah, the Twins are still got, uh, they're two games above 500. They got a day off, a much-needed day off. Yes. And uh, maybe they can gather some of their guys back. They also, uh, the Yankees were the hottest team in baseball for a minute here. How's the Yankees plays been doing? Did Aaron Hicks actually have a good game for him this past week? Aaron Hicks, Hicks got designated for assignment, so they released oh, him. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Finally. He, they've been calling for his head in New York for a couple seasons. And I know a while, he yeah. Is, he was having a really awful year at the plate, and, and all of the media in New York was like, why do they keep putting him out there? Why are they giving him at-bats when we have all these other guys? Why? And, and when they designated him for assignment, that's like getting cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's, isn't, I may be a little off-key on this. It took me a while to get the grasp of it, so I may still get a little parts of it around. I'm trying to think of it. So in baseball lingo, when a player gets designated for assignment, they pretty much put him on the waiver wire, right? And all the teams have a chance to claim him. And then if no team claims him, he's gone from the team or that he could still be on the team but if they want he could go to the minor leagues or get but he won't salary right right he he, he, like so so if he was to go to the minors or somewhere he a guy of his veteran status won't accept yeah it'd be like a demeaning yeah and so he'll he'll try to latch on somewhere with somebody else there'll be somebody with you know needs an outfielder or you know there's always because he's got big league experience and he's had those moments he's a switch hitter um there were times when he looked like he was going to be a well. You know, he started with the Twins. Yeah, first three seasons with the Twins, and he had a pretty injury plagued all three seasons. But there was definitely bright spots, especially in the years two and three, where it looked like, hey, he's he's starting to turn into something. But then an injury would happen here or there, and it was weird of all. I, I remember hearing how he got rid of the Twins. It seemed like the Yankees really lucked out on it on that trade for him. I remember the trade they gave up, like their backup catcher. I want to say it may have even been their third string catcher, J.R. Smith to the Twins for for Aaron Hicks, and then maybe, like, some other, like, really low, low, low prospect. But uh, And the reason why they traded for this guy, J.R. Smith, was because when the Yankees were facing the Twins not too long before that trade, J.R. Smith just happened to have a good, a good game, and they're like, hey, we like this guy. Sure. <laughs> and he only ended up playing, I think, filling in for an injury for, like, a few weeks and then just down to the minors ever since, and they got rid of him. <laughs> well, and, and you, you, you said where, when he was a twin, he had actually, uh, Hicks had some uh, moments where he looked like he was going to develop into, like, an all-star, and he actually did that with the Yankees. As a switch hitter, he had moments where he would go on little, little hitting terrors and he was a pretty good outfielder with a pretty good arm. Yeah, yeah, he made some great plays. But but he 
was constantly like tearing his pectoral muscles and straining his shoulders and on both sides. He'd, he'd get over one injury and then he'd get another one in, you know. Kind of like Buxton yeah. crashing into the ground or a wall. Buxton could be his own worst enemy. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and Hicks, you know, he wasn't nearly the center fielder Buxton is, but he, he would do things. He had more of a muscular body, and when he crashed into a wall, he was hurting himself. Yeah, you know, Buxton, yeah those crashes. Oh, he was, I mean, I hate to use this analogy, but suicidal almost. Yes, <laughs> yes. And, and, and so anyway, yeah, Hicks is gone, and, and he was getting the uh, Joey Gallo treatment in New York. Yeah, just uh, like people wanted wanted him to go. Uh, I remember seeing some even following a little bit of keep up with Aaron Hicks a little bit because he had three big promising years with the Twins, and I just remember hearing just some mild offseason chatter that, that the Yankee fan base. I don't know if you can relate to this from what you heard that they were surprised that Hicks made it to the opening day roster. Right. Well, he also, you know, I think when the oh, twi- I don't know if you want to pump up some volume here. Is this this one? Yep. Hey, what's up, Supersonic Steve? Hey, how are you guys doing? Oh, we're good. We're good. We're we're a little short-handed here tonight. Uh, the legend Bill Deutsch is up in Canada. If he made it across the border, yes, Bill. <laughs> let us know if you're okay. Also, yeah. want to give a shout out. I see too. I got to do this. Keith, Keith Cummings. Keith in the Cummings. Chat. Oh yeah, he's he's getting ready with the races up there in uh, Greenbush Badger area. Is that what it is? Yep, yeah, Greenbush Raceway. I saw some uh, social media posts saying I think he was. For track prep or test and tune, they're getting, I think it's this weekend's opening weekend, if I believe. Is that right, Keith? Super stoked for your opening race weekend. Yeah, so, and then uh, Raven's not with us tonight. She's a little down, so it's super uh, uh, analyst Dale and myself and, and, and Supersonic Steve, we're, we're the show tonight, so. Um, hey, I'm in. Yeah. Welcome, Steve. Yeah, so so we were just talking about uh, the Yankees released uh, Aaron Hicks. We started out with the Twins and, and how they've managed to stay afloat, and they're two games over five hundred with like a three-game lead over the Tigers or the White Sox. Who's, who's behind them? The uh, White Sox, isn't it? Yeah, well, I think they're well, – well, two of the teams are, are right on their tail, and then the other two are kind of out of the picture. I guess the Royals and – I know all four teams are projected to win the under Royals. 90 games. Yes, they're terrible. Yeah, they're, they're like – they they're really bad. Yes, yes, and and yeah, it's the Tigers that are behind them, uh, four games. But so oh, I'm sorry, two and a half games behind yes. when you factor in losses, also. Yeah. So 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 yeah, the the, the Twins need, they had a much needed win yesterday against the Giants, uh, seven to one, and then they they uh, have the day off today, and they're 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 they got like 14 guys on the injured list, something like that. It's it's ridiculous. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's, and that's then, tough. To you know. Beat. I saw I saw a stat yesterday. The only team in Major League Baseball to never play in the World Series is the Mariners. Yep. Yeah, I remember hearing that. Yeah, it, over the years. Yeah, it shocked me. I mean, I thought there'd be more than that. Steve, I imagine must that must be the talk of the town each and every year. I mean, not to rub salt in the wound or anything, but uh, is that like a lot of talk each and every season? You know, out here, I mean, we've had some great. When Lou was coaching, you know, we won about 119 games or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You had that. But, you had that big year. Um, oh yeah, that was huge. And um, we couldn't get past. I can't remember if it was Cleveland. I think we couldn't get past Cleveland. Huh. Well, and I know when, the, I, I don't know what, about that time, but uh, I know the Yankees ran into him a few times too. Yeah, we beat them in Game Seven uh, to get to the semis. Uh-huh. 
Uh, and I was at that game, actually. I could not, I freaked out. It was unbelievable. It was like one of the highlights of probably the Mariners' career. Uh, well, I just saw, also I saw a uh, clip of uh, Lou Pinella when he was playing for the Yankees uh, running over uh, Carlton Fisk and starting a, a brawl in, in uh, uh, Yankee Stadium. And I mean, I love it was it was it was guys punching. Bill Lee actually got hurt. He was pitching that day for Boston and separated. The spaceman. Yeah, the spaceman. Space yeah, I don't know, Dale. You ever heard of Bill Lee, the spaceman? You have to fill me in on the legend of the spaceman. Well, he was a he was a, a, like a, one of the flakiest pitchers that's ever pitched in baseball. Oh, and maybe Marky. Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, he he. Well, he was a guy, he, he talked to the ball, much like uh, the bird Fidrick did. You know, yeah. he'd talk to the ball, and, and, and he would come out with these statements, like... Weird. Yeah, like, like, like Martians were talking to him or something. It was, it was really b- bizarre stuff. He, drew, he was a hit with the tabloids then. He still pitches goofball league or something, but uh, he still, they still bring him out and let him throw a little bit. Uh, yeah, he was, uh, but he actually was a pretty good pitcher. I mean, in the major leagues when he was oh, there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Much so. He had, he had like, uh, a lot of movement on the ball. It was one of those yeah. craziness. Space. <laughs> the space. The space. <laughs> Bill Lee. But any, anyway, this this brawl, and then and, and while it was going on, and it was it started with, like I say, uh, Lou Pinella and Carlton Fisk, and you're talking about two guys that aren't shy about, you know, getting in somebody's face and, and Lou, oh, no. Lou Pinella was like a monster. Uh, I, I just, he also, uh, Lou is one of those fiery, fiery, uh, Oh yeah. We got to do the Churchill ad. Mm-hmm. Got that ready to go. Oh, yep. Yeah. We just need a little volume and we'll be good. We'll be right back. Hang on. Churchill shoes has moved. One of the largest SAS dealers in the upper Midwest is now in the Grand Cities Mall and ready to find you a pair of shoes that you will love. At Churchill Shoes, they measure both feet to make sure you're getting the proper fit. They carry men's and women's styles and offer free special orders when shoes aren't in stock and free in-town delivery. Churchill Shoes has operated in Grand Forks for over 65 years and over 75 years of shoe fitting experience on their staff and can cater to all of your footwear needs. Open Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 and Saturday from 9 to 3. Call 701-772-8256 or online at churchillshoesnd.com. Next time you're in need of footwear, give us a try. Your feet will be glad you did. Churchill Shoes in the Grand City Mall. All right, so we're back. and um, I was talking about Lou Pinella, you know, and he also is uh, – when, as a manager, he was probably even more notorious than he was as a player. I mean, was he a Seattle manager when he was throwing the bases off the field? Oh, yeah. You know, he got drafted by the Seattle Pilots. Oh, the, the good old one-and-done season of the yeah. Pilots. And they traded him to Kansas City. Yeah, I remember Kansas City stint for him. And, huh? he, and he got rookie of the year. Oh, yeah, yeah. He had a really nice career. He did. He was a solid, you know, 300 hitter, just outfielder, you know, tough. Tough guy. Yeah, no. yeah. And he was, of all the managers we've had out here, I loved Lou. I loved the guy. He was just fiery and, you know, just competitive. He, he was what Seattle needed at that time. Sure. 
No, and I mean that's my thing is is he's 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 a throwback to the old school bunch and and you Billy know, Martin, Billy yep. yeah, Billy Martin and and uh, uh, Earl Weaver. Mm. I mean Earl Weaver. That dude, that dude was a badass. <laughs> well, kicking dirt on the umpires and oh, arguing yeah, with them. Late. Yeah, Steve. I don't mind. I had a chance to talk about the latest on the Twins and the Yankees. How are your uh, Mariners holding up so far this season? We're over five hundred. I know they played today. I think yesterday they went up at over five hundred. They got a rookie pitcher named Miller, and this guy's the real deal. He is the real deal. Look him up, and this guy is—he's setting records right left. Well, you know, a lot of these teams in, in Major League Baseball right now are just starting to kind of they, they've 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 worked their way through the early season uh, funks, yep. and they're starting to play ball now. You know, we're almost to June, and and so you get April and May out of the way, and and you know they kind of right the ship, and now now the, now the real teams will will you know start to play, and and they'll start weeding out some of the other ones, and yeah, or or like, go ahead. Mariners going to be fine. Yeah, I think so too. Especially where they finished last year with the big, you know, yeah. finish at the end there, and they've got talent. There's no doubt about that. No, they've done a good job with their, you know, minor league program, and they brought a lot of young kids up. Well, that kid, what Hernandez? He he's full of the shit, man. He's he's the real deal. Yeah. No, I I, I agree. Um, so. Well, I was just saying, I was gonna get, we get into my Yankees. They um, they were the hottest team for a minute here. Aaron Judge had seven straight games with a home run, and then in the eighth game, he didn't hit a home run, but he he went four for four, and he had the game winner, uh, game winning hit in the tenth inning. So that guy's been on a terror. And, Back to his home run busting ways. Well, and I'm I'm going out to uh, Colorado in. Uh, uh, Mid July, and the Yankees happen to be there when I'm going to be out there. So hey. I want to see Aaron Judge in in that stadium out there, where, where the ball flies out. Are you be one of those oh. guys that yell "All rise"? So, and I'm I'm looking at tickets in, in in center to right field, you know, so I get to see him when he's on the field, and then also maybe get one of those home run balls. Hey, there you go. You think he'll make, get close to 60 again this season? Well, I don't know. He's got about 13 now, something like that, 12, 11, 12, 13, and, and he hits them in bunches, you know. it's it's. Well, so much going. I would going... say it's going to be hard to get 60 this year after what he did last year. Well, yeah. Yeah, I think They're so. They're going to pitch around, though, you know, which is smart. You know? Well, and already um, uh, Boone has been ejected you know, probably a dozen times already this season, dang near for for arguing about the pitch strikes they call on on Judge. You know, he's forever getting those low ball calls, and when you're six foot seven, that's not a strike. You know, it's, yeah. And and I don't know if you've seen some of the. Well, the Twins were having a meltdown over the umpiring against the Dodgers here last week, and and yeah, I don't know. You know, I'm 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 getting to that point where electronic umping. It's starting. It's starting to make way. I think they're testing it in the minor leagues there in certain yeah. spots, and it's gradually going to grow and grow. But I know we've got so much going on in the sports world. Uh, oh, do, it's do, ton, man. Do you want to segue into one of your other uh, t- title topics? Well, I guess the one um, is uh, uh, Kachuk. The Florida Panthers finished off the uh, Carolina Hurricanes last night in a sweep, and the Panthers were the uh, the eighth seed 
you know, and, and, and they were down three games to one in the first round against the Boston Bruins, who were the best team in hockey at the time. But ever yeah. since ever since they came back in that series against Boston, they have been untouchable. They're and, not playing like an eight seed. No, and, and Matthew Kachuk had the game winner with like four and a half seconds left last night. And that's like his third game winner of this playoff. I saw it's their like yeah, their their goalie has just been uh with Bravosky, yeah. uh, or Bobras Bobrovsky. I am I'm I'm gonna keep butchering that each and every time. Well, hard to For say. that whole series, uh the four even though it was a sweep uh, I was kind of looking at the stats. There are so many close games, and the, like the, even the the uh, Panthers coach uh, was quoted, uh, or I'm sorry, the other team's coach, uh, uh, Brindamore for for Hurricanes. Yeah, yeah, the Hurricanes coach was like, "Hey, this wasn't like this didn't play like a sweep. Every game came down to the wire, pretty much." That's yeah. He said he said yeah. We, he didn't consider it a sweep because all four games were were like uh, within range of of them. It could have been four the other way. He was saying. Which was nice of him. I mean, to to take some of the pressure off the team, but they were yeah. the top. They were the upper seat, and and they, and they end up losing like that. But no, the Panthers are on a roll, and you know. So it's their first time going to the Stanley Cup Finals since this had to be like one of their first or second years in the league since 1996. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So 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 you had, you know, what was crazy is because in in both the NBA and the NHL, the conference semifinals were seven game series. And then the, the the conference finals were these sweeps. Sweep quick, because so, because Dallas is about getting ready to get swept by Vegas tonight. Yeah, it's three games to nothing there, and and fortunately for the Miami Heat, they were able to. I mean, the Boston Celtics were able to s- steal one back and and keep their season alive. Yeah, they're they're holding on, holding but, on hopes. But, but they were on the brink of getting but swept. Three one, three one them. Yeah, yeah, three one, and they're down. Yeah, and and you know. So, so the sports world has been talking about there's only been one team in any sport come back from a 3-0 deficit set and win a seven-game series. In the playoffs? In, in, I know which one you're talking about, too. Oh, do you? Who is it? 2004 Boston Red Sox. Oh, you're an ass. Well, that was iconic. That's an I iconic moment that. in sports. I mean, if it wasn't for the historic, you know, at the time, the curse, you know, you heard of the curse of the Cubs? Yeah. Curse of the... Bambino. Uh, yeah, Bambino, the Boston Red Sox, you know, going so many years since... Oh, Steve, I think we got some background noise on your end there. Well, we got the uh, popsicle guy going. <laughs> oh, oh, oh like, appropriate. We need that in town here. I could hear that, and I was like, what the hell is that? Oh, yeah. I don't I'm know. Looking, if, I'm looking at my popsicle guy. Yeah, Steve's no, got the yeah, ice cream man in his out out we, got, we got sun out here, so she has the popsicle guys coming out. Oh, <laughs> uh, to, oh sweet tooth. Sweet, sweet tooth. tooth. <laughs> yeah. No, I let him go. I let him go. I you know, let the kids have it. Yeah, give them for the kids. Hey, kids, save some save some popsicles for Supersonic Steve. Oh, crazy! But uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, so, Boston Red Sox. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the Boston Red Sox did that to my Yankees. So that's the only team yeah. in any major sport that's come back like that. But but like I say, so so the Panthers did this upset deal on the uh, uh, on the uh, Hurricanes and and. Took them out, and now they're sitting waiting for the winner of this Vegas uh, Dallas. And Dallas Stars are like having a meltdown. Yeah, um, I saw like in the last game they played, they lost. Uh, uh, it was uh, three to zero. Uh, or excuse me, you know, uh, excuse me, uh, uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, they start. Uh, Golden Knights have three, four to zero win. They yeah, they shut them out. Uh, and yeah, the. Dallas Stars starting goalie, uh, Jake, uh, how do you say his last name? Odinger? 
Is that yeah, right? Oldinger, in fact, yeah. knocked out early with 12.50 left in the first period after uh, three really quick goals. Well, and, and, and after he was uh, played so well against the Kraken. Uh, oh, man, he was on fire. They were saying he was the best of the four goalies that remained. Yeah, just and, he was having an off night, I guess. Yeah, and he had to well, get taken out early. Yeah, and then and then his defensemen and uh, like the the, the uh, Dallas Stars players were taking just these god awful penalties, these cheap shots. I saw some of the highlights, like like, like the, cross checks and. Yeah, did you see how they had to stop the second period early? No, no. Uh, so the um, the Stars player Max Domi uh, got a game misconduct call for uh, throwing punches at Nicholas Haig. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. the 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 fans did not like that, so they reacted by littering the the rink with cups, beer cups, uh, yeah. wrappers. Officials called off the second period. At the, there was twenty one seconds left in the second period when that happened, so the officials were like, "No, nah, fans need to cool down. Second period's over." Yeah, they littered the ice with garbage. Wow. Wow. Yeah, does that happen often? No, I don't. Unless it's a hat trick. <laughs> not no. I, I mean, that doesn't happen a lot. You know, every once in a while, there would be, like, even at the Ralph Ingolstadt Arena at a UND game, if the officiating was bad, there might be five, six uh, sodas thrown onto the ice. Or if the gophers are in town. Well, then, <laughs> then, then, it, then it's just a dead or alive gopher. Not, at least they're not, they're not um, marking up the ice because like, the sodas, you know, discolor the ice, and it's, it's, it's just a mess. Mm-hmm. And, and, and no, we're up here, or, or a Wisconsin Badger, they've, they've, there's been known to throw dead Badgers on the ice. and um, The clever... Good fr- friendly rivalry, as they say. And it, it always is uh, pretty neat when the, when the frozen gopher gets tossed out on the oh. ice. You know, so, so these, we, we these say people, that in jest. We these say people that in catch jest. these gophers up here, Steve, and they keep them in the freezer till <laughs> hockey season. <laughs> so they can. Oh, man, I got I got into hockey this year. Out here, you know, we don't have you know the totems were big hundred yeah. years ago, uh, but now with the crack and I, you know, kind of frowned on it a little bit. But shit, now I'm I'm in. I'm in on it. You're all I'm you're in. all in. Did you get I'm any, learning. You get any I'm jerseys? Learning. What's that? Getting no, jerseys? I haven't got a jersey. You know what? I have a, actually I have right now a Firebird shirt on. Their JV team or the AAA team? Oh, AHL. I think is that what it is? Yep. They're uh, they're still playing. They're still playing. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna have they're, to we're gonna have to get you in a throwback Sioux jersey. Is what we're gonna have to get because. Mm-hmm. Hey man, I'm in. You know, in. you know, um, every hockey arena in the country, they, they they pan the audience, and there's always somebody with a Sioux jersey on. Yeah, I actually you know, picked up some throwback U and D gear uh, at that sports card memorabilia show in the mall here. I think I sent you a couple photos uh, uh, a few weeks back, and finally got a long overdue. I, I had a couple U and D hats over the years, but I never had one with the. Uh, I got a winter hat with the old school uh, green and white logo. The geometric. Uh, yeah, from the nineties. Yeah, before they switched it to the green uh, logo. But yeah, no, uh, the the geometric one was is one of my favorite ones. Um, but but no, the uh, the the fighting Sioux gear. Sells out just like you know. I think we talked about this, Steve. They they still have um, uh, they they have it. It's called the Legends uh, uh, Apparel at the Ralph Ingolstadt Arena. Oh and, yeah, 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 yeah. They're and, big. And to keep to keep the to keep the the copyright and trademark on the logo, they have to sell so much merchandise a year. Actually, yeah. authorized selling so, yeah, the so, band logo. So so once a year they'll have. Pens and notebooks and jerseys and hats and stuff with the old logos on them, and that stuff sells out instantly. 
that other stuff sits on the shelf all year round. Yep. <laughs> Nobody's buying that, <laughs> that U.S. Postal Hawk or whatever it is. But yeah, I'll have to. I'll try and ch- chime in with a couple of score updates. Golden Knights Dallas Stars game four tonight, starting actually right now. Seven thirty. Yeah, and or then, I saw and, seven p.m. on and, my and then yeah. and then the uh, Miami Heat at Boston in 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 that game. Uh, yeah. five. So you got. Who do you like, Bonnie, in that game? Yeah, they start at seven thirty. Yeah. You know, I I. I, I find it hard to believe that Boston will lose a third game on their home a home floor to Miami. Um, you know, I, Jimmy Butler will have his normal game, but I think the key with them is going to be um, Bam Adebayo. Yeah, and their three point shooters, and then they're down one of those guys. Uh, one of them got hurt in the last game. Uh, oh, yep, yep. I which I saw who it was. I'll try to get. There's a, three guys there. What was, a big deal. Or what was? I'll say it was a hand. Yeah. So, so yeah. they fall into the stands or something, but it was it wasn't it wasn't Duncan Robinson. It wasn't uh, uh, it was Vincent, the Gabe Vincent guy. Yep. Yep. And, he, and he's been playing oh, really early in the fourth quarter yeah, yeah. after turning his left ankle. Oh. Yep. So so he's out tonight, and that's not going to help Miami's case any. You know, and and did, did you see Game Four then, where the Celtics managed to get a game in there? Yeah, I did. I watched that one, and and. He had that huge lead to start, huh? Yes, and 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 you know Tyler Hero, you know, broke his hand early on in the in the playoffs. I think in the first round of the playoffs, and and so he's been out since. But he's getting closer and closer to being back. And what I was reading is that he needs to get back because he is like the worst dressed player on the sidelines in the history of the NBA. Oh yeah, he, he wears a bare minimum uh, professional attire. They just, it's just, it's just, he's not, he's just. Or is he in street clothes? Or yeah, well, he's in street clothes. Yeah, and, and, I maybe has dress code policies against that. But. Well, I don't know, but he, he, I guess he looks he, dorkier he's than He's fine, play, fine paying the fines, I guess. Well, but, but anyway, so yeah, we got to get him back on the floor because he's given the team a bad rep. We'll give a shout out to Keith. I see he wants a, a throwback Sioux jersey. We'll have to keep his uh, keep our eyes on one for him here. <laughs> And he's also up for cherry popsicles. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really curious to know if, if the legend Bill got across that board. Yeah, Bill, if you're in the chat, we want to hear from you. I, I, I definitely want to hear you made it there okay. Because, you know, Steve, we all used to go back and forth across that border back in the day all the time, you know. Um, yeah. Especially when we were young guys because, obviously, North Dakota, the drinking age was always 21, and up there it was 18. So we'd go to Winnipeg. and we po- never went up there, did you? Who, me? No, you. I, your buddies. Oh, we, not you. Yeah, yeah. All, all my buddies. I just stayed home and heard, <laughs> heard, heard their stories. Studied. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Hit the books. Uh, but no. So so anyway. Um, so we did the what we covered, Heat and Celtics. So, so we would run back and forth up there, and, and, and they always had like uh, the, the Blue Bombers in their sports up there, the, the old oh, Winnipeg right. Stadium. Yeah. CFL. Or whether it was concerts. And then they always had hockey up there too, you know. The, the, Jets. The Winnipeg Jets, before they moved to Phoenix, became the Coyotes, which we can never, ever fathom up here, is that uh, a, a hockey town like Winnipeg losing their team to Phoenix you know, and, mm. and and now that team, that pro team, that Phoenix Coyotes team is playing in the Arizona State, six thousand seat arena. They had a downgrade. Yeah, uh, they can't they can't fill us. They can't even fill that place. Well, the Jets ended up getting uh, Atlanta's team. Was it the Thrashers? I think they were formerly, and because they, they weren't doing well at all in Atlanta, and when the and so they they end up moving, being the new Winnipeg Jets now. Oh, the Thrashers. Mm-hmm. So so weren't um. 
Either the Thrashers or the Predators, one of the two. I, I, well, I, I well, get them mixed up, yeah. It seems to me, though, that the city of Atlanta lost two hockey teams. I think you're right, Atlanta Thrashers. Mm-hmm. I don't know which where they ended up, but they also were the Atlanta Flames, who are the Calgary Flames. Oh, they now. had the Flames. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. One was gosh, that had been a long time. I always remember growing up, ever always being the Calgary Flames. Yeah. So so, but but anyway, that's we're, we're just digress a little bit. But when 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 the COVID stuff before that rolled in, the the whole migrant situation uh, crossing the border got a whole lot harder, and now you have to have a passport to get across, and. Some of us haven't got the passports, but, but they had this special driver's license. Yeah, if you could get like a special passport ID card, which only works good to Canada, maybe Mexico, I think. Well, and, or and you got to have the star in the corner. Well, yeah. all I know is Bill, the legend Bill Deutsch, told me to stay uh, on on standby in case I had to go up to the, <laughs> go to the border tonight and pick him up. Bondsman money. Um, um, uh, How far is it? How far is it to the border? I think an hour, you're at. right? About an hour. Yeah. About an hour, yeah. So, 60 miles. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's about 65, 70 miles. 75, actually. It's actually 75 miles. But the speed limit's uh, 75, and you can drive 85. So, right, you know, yeah. It's an hour. You still put the $5 bills on the dashboard? Yeah. <laughs> and roll and get pulled over and pay them a $5 bill, uh, $5 ticket, keep rolling? That's about it. Yeah, that's the one thing in, in, in North Dakota is the, the speeding tickets are cheap. <laughs> I can yeah. vouch for it. That is accurate. Uh, okay, so, so... My dad told me those stories. Yeah. Well, they've, there was been, there's been push to try to get them bumped up, but uh, there's, there's, there's still only you know 650,000 people in the state, and we still have a lot of crotchety old people that would never allow that to <laughs> get voted in. For just, better just or like, worse. <laughs> just like cannabis can't pass in this state to save its life. Oh man! Well, we we yeah. covered. What do you got? You got some deal? I was gonna say, you know, we we gave the Heat and Celtics justice. I know you're super. Ex- oh, <laughs> oh, and uh, we got. We want to make sure to give justice to. I know, Monty, you're super excited about a certain team getting swept in the NBA playoffs. Oh yeah. Well, bingo! Bingo! Yeah. Let's see. Wait now. Who- I'm in. I'm Let's in. See. Let's in. see. So. So the Joker swept the king under the rug, right? Is that how it went? Loved it. And, and, and Loved it. So, I don't know. You want to talk about that game a yeah. little bit, Steve? Because um, heck yeah, let's go. You know, it was it was it was. Uh, LeBron had the thirty-one point first half, and they first had, half, yep. And they had what a three-point lead. At I think time? it was like his most dominant first half in his entire playoff history. Yeah, yeah. all twenty years. Yeah. yeah. I think they were up a couple and a half. I thought I thought it was like three, but, but it, you know, and, and I, I don't. Uh, I thought, well, they staved it off. But my opinion of the whole thing is, is that he he was driving to the basket and um, scoring and hitting free throws and and carrying the team. And I think when they came out in the second half, his teammates were standing around waiting for him to do it again. Yeah, they're just all. <laughs> Absolutely, that's exactly what happened. And and you know it was like, well, who's who's going to score? What do you want us to do, LeBron? You're still pump, pounding the ball out there like you did in the first half. Only you're not going to the basket and you're shooting threes. And I mean, there's yeah, I saw I saw passing, passing yeah. a lot of shots up too. Yeah. yeah, I saw some parts in the game where it looked like he was on fire, and you always hear that uh, uh, that the 
cliche in, in sports for some of the uh, marquee stud players that there's a time to be selfish and there's a time to be play team ball. And, you know, was he maybe just thinking of, you know, oh, this is clutch moment, they need him, just give him the ball, but the players probably just it sounded like they relied on him too much at this point because he got hot and cold off and on throughout the game. Yes. and, and, and Well, they don't have a choice. They don't have a choice. Things run around him. I mean, yeah. if, they, if he doesn't get the ball, then he pounds. And it's, I mean, watch, I mean, if you watch the game, it's all about him. Yeah, yeah. You see the over-the-top facials, always a trademark with LeBron. And I know there was a lot of chatter, it seemed like, throughout the series. For uh, I was actually keeping up with most of the series for this one here just, just because of the spectacle of it all. But Austin Rees really seemed like this was a coming-out party for him. This is his second year, and he's, I think he's available in free agency after the season. Well, here. yeah, he's, he's a free agent, and, and the Lakers— He's a white kid. Yeah. He's a white kid. From, from Arkansas. That guy, he's special, man. That guy's a player. Well, and he's he's a free agent, and the Lakers can only give him $50 million, and he may get some much bigger offers than that from other teams. And I'm like, if he jumps to another team for more money, I think that'll, that'll be uh, reflective on whether or not he likes playing with LeBron. And Nobody likes playing with LeBron. <laughs> well, I agree. I mean, come on. Did, yeah. did, well, okay, I so mean, nobody wants to play with that guy. Well, that's why Kyrie Irving bounced out of Cleveland. The only time exactly. I can think of it was with uh, you know the the Heat days. You know when they made the big you know Bosch and Wade and all that. But even then, that they had their controversies there for a while too. When well, they did. And and, and my thing with that team though is that as soon as <laughs> as soon as Bosch and Dwayne Wade were past their prime. Then LeBron bounced out of there, and both those guys took less money to play with him. Yeah, stick with him. Yeah, exactly. And, and then he bounced on him, and, and I'm like, you know, I, I guess I would have respected him more if he'd have stayed in Miami. Yeah, you know, and 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 they rebuilt there. Stayed in South Beach. Yeah, yeah I thought you know, he was going to be in there for the long haul. But you know what he should have done, he should have stayed in Cleveland. Well, the first time around. Yeah, the last time. Well, but that's well, been, when when we talk so about like, LeBron, like George Jordan stuck in Chicago. He could have moved around. Well, people but no stayed there. Well, and 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 you know the, the the people that are are LeBron lovers and 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 over Michael Jordan will always point to well he wasn't playing in his twentieth season in the playoffs and those last years in Charlotte or, or at the Washington Wizards he wasn't uh, dominating anybody but. You know, Michael Jordan was like most players that were past their prime. They go on and play somewhere else, and they still put up decent numbers. Yeah, he still had but, some all right years in, in but, Washington. But they, but they, but they play at their age. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's my thing is is as long as LeBron is going to be the one or two focus on a team at thirty eight years old, they're not going to win. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, if he was a three, if he took the third spot or a fourth spot, or even came off a bench for a team, yeah, imagine man. him coming off the bench for the Celtics. Yeah, yeah just be, you know something like being that. Being a six man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and then he might get another ring, but he is not going to get a ring as as number one or number two. Yeah, yeah. Un- unless they next year they got Kyrie and KD and shit every damn guy under the sun playing with him. So I got to get your thoughts on how this game wound up at time as time expired there because I, I I kept thinking of you when I saw the last play happen as time expired. So they get the ball with, like, what, what a few seconds left. Austin Reeves 
inbounds a ball, and LeBron gets the ball, and he drives to the hoop, but it's just stuffed by two players, one being Aaron Gordon, who blocks the ball as time expires. But, but as, as LeBron is gathering to bring the ball up, Jamal Murray has both hands on it, yeah. and, and so Le- LeBron has to jerk it away from him, and he's got nothing left. Aaron Gordon's waiting for him as he comes up on top. Swat. And instantly he turns to the referees with his hands, hands up, and then he stops. He realizes he didn't get touched, and they're not buying it. Yep. There's no whistle. The time has expired. You're getting nowhere with this. You're not going to uh, bully them into a call here. And that was the thing I couldn't believe. To me, that's your, the end of you, LeBron, when, when the referees are no longer giving you the freebie free throws. Even LeBron knew the act was up. Yeah, the jig is up. You're, 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 you're done. And, and if you see that play, the replay of it, do you notice Anthony Davis is out on the top uh, behind the three-point line and there's nobody around him and he's, like, waving for the ball? No, I did not catch that. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. He's, yeah. he's going to make sure LeBron doesn't uh, he'll let that down. <laughs> and, and it's like, yep. So he, he took, it was like five seconds, six seconds. There was time to make that pass, mm-hmm. and he didn't do it. He took the whole clock. Yep. He, he was probably in clutch mode. And Well, there you go. You live and die with that guy. Should have played team ball. Because even then, you know, there was that great moment in the Last Dance documentary there where Jordan, it was in one of the playoff games where, uh, you know, similar situation, last few seconds left, everyone thought Jordan was going to get the ball. But instead, they gave it to uh, Kerr, and Kerr Steve. made the game-making shot yeah. in, in the playoffs. And, and you know, got the, they bought the decoy for Jordan, and they had faith in Kerr to make the shot. Well, Kerr, Jordan deferred to uh, Paxson in some of those early playoffs. He deferred to Steve Kerr. He deferred to Craig Hodges. You know, he always had shooters around him, those guys that could make those shots, and he deferred to them when it was time to. Mm-hmm. But... Not all the time, but he, but, he picked his but spots. But many, many times he was the 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 playmaker, the killer at the end of the game, the guy that well, like when he the shot over uh, Byron Russell, yeah, in Utah. I mean, or the or shot, Craig, Craig, yeah, Elo. Craig, Craig Elo. Elo, exactly. I mean, yeah. he made enough of those. So Jordan had those signature moves, and then of course you got that layup of his where he goes through the Lakers, right? The, the I think I remember. Oh, yeah. yeah, you know, and 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 so. When you think about LeBron's uh, f- uh, finals, uh, what's his signature moment? What, 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 what play do you point to? The block against Iguodala and the one they won over Golden State? Because that's the only one I can, I can readily reflect to. Maybe just the crazy sheer factor of them winning the bubble season just because of the uniqueness of them playing in that atmosphere. Well, well, and, and <laughs> I, was, I just saw the celebration after the game that, that when they won it there. And just the players, the, the 12 of them jumping around on the floor. The monitors around of people watching on webcams. There's, there's nobody there. Yeah. There's nobody there. And, 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 but I'm like, really, you, you, if, if, if I ask you guys to think about Jordan's signature moments in the playoffs and you're going to come up with a, you know, a couple dozen of them, and you ask for a LeBron a, a signature moment. I, I think that that miss dunk in this playoff is going to be one of them. Yeah, that. Yeah. Or or where he 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 flails himself to the sideline and gets the pop dumped on him. Yeah. You know, there's that play. And then just the uh, sheer melancholy of you know there being a complete bereft of an audience at uh, the well, the bubble finals. So, so, so a, a live audience. <laughs> no, and and that's you know the thing is 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 that. 
he craves that attention. And then, and then after the game, he did bring up that, and we're talking Lakers got swept by Joker. So, so after the game, he said he had a lot to think about and, you know, time off. And then they were speculating whether he would retire, but then the, the heavy duty sports shows came back out and like skip Bayless. He's too much of a diva to not do the world tour. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The retirement. Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Or, yeah. You're going to have to do the rocking chair and buy him a sports car in every town. And, and, and everyone's saying he still has at least two or three, you know, prime or end of prime quality, high quality years left in him, too. Well, and that's, like I said, put him as a sixth man somewhere. Put him somewhere, you know, but, but you're not going to give him the lion's share of the salary and the lion's share of the minutes. So and win a championship. It's just not happening. So you know, we've been spending all this time, you know, about you know the Lakers losing. How about a little bit of a focus? I think we alluded to this a little bit on last week's shows. If if this would happen, and it did happen, but the Denver Nuggets, you know, this win makes it so there. This is going to be their first ever appearance in the NBA Finals since joining the NBA after the ABA merger in 1976. That's sure. that's a pretty big deal. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can. Yeah. I remember it like it was yesterday with that Sports Illustrated cover with Dr. J and Dave Cowens, 1976, and, and, and the merger. And, you know, the doctor, well, he never, he never played in the NBA for the New Jersey Nets because uh, the Knicks uh, filed suit against the – because they, they weren't the New Jersey Nets. They were the New York Nets. And oh, the, New York, yeah. the New York Knicks filed suit against the Nets for infringing on their territory in the NBA. And so they were tied up. In, in, in court, and the Nets didn't have enough money to fight the Knicks because the Knicks are the wealthiest franchise in the, in the league. And so they sold, doc, they sold Dr. J to the Philadelphia 76ers, and they moved to New Jersey than the, the Nets did. That's how they solved their issue with the, with the Knicks. And then the sad thing, too, in hindsight is when the, when the Nets moved to Brooklyn, New Jersey couldn't wait to get rid of them. It wasn't like there was like a fan uproar like Seattle to oh, keep them no. back. They were like no, they were more like good riddance. Good no. riddance. <laughs> and, and 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 for a moment, the Brooklyn Nets, when they brought in Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce and Rajon Rondo and 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 uh, Garnett even for a little bit. Garnett and and um, oh, Joe Johnson and the Russian guy owned them, and they they they, they were the spark of the. The community, they were going to be the team that took over. And, and then their second round of, of guys was Jim, James Harden and, and KD and, and Kyrie. And, and lo and behold, my Knicks are still kings in that town, even after all that money that was spent. And, and the Nets are always – he's gone now. Listen, he, he's gone now. Didn't he sell him? Yeah, he's the, the Russian? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he sold him. And, and so so – as, as 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 hard as that Nets team has tried to be the the team in New York, the Knicks are are always going to have that old fan base that's never going to give up on them and jump over there. Woodless, Speed, Walt Frazier, Dave Bush, or Bill Bradley, team manager. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, well, yeah. I got to get into this ad here. Jerry Lucas. Yes, indeed. So Northwest yeah. Tire job opening, front counter sales. Working with customers, writing up work orders, deal yeah. with dealing with selling tires, inventory of them, pay will depend on experience. So we're looking for some help out at Northwest Tires for front counter sales. Pay will depend on experience. Also, the benefits list that you guys have already listed includes PTO, so paid time off, health insurance, 401k, and more. 
Um, Chad Hoff at 701-780-8473. That's Chad Hoff, and apparently he's one of the Dirty Thursday racing bullring guys from around yep, here. Yeah, one half of the bullring boys on Dirty Thursday. So you can apply online for this job also at nwtire.com. So Northwest Tires job opening. Okay, yeah, so, so Steve, you were just ripping off a bunch of names from my old school Knicks. You remember uh, Jerry Lucas was the backup center to Willis Reed on the 73 championship team. Oh, he went to college, yeah. Ohio State with John, yeah, you know, John Havlicek. You know who was the teammate on him? Oh, yeah. Yes, I do. Mr. Fiery okay. Chair Throwing. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Bobby Knight. Indiana. Yeah. yeah. Ohio. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, they had, that was a great team. Um, yeah, but, I'm right, it was. But Jerry Lucas was renowned for having that photographic memory. You ever read about him, like, memorizing, like, the New York City phone book? Hey, can I, I can tell you something. Go ahead. A guy I played basketball with in high school, his sister was Jerry Lucas's brother. So, so, so yeah, some six degrees of separation going on there. Yeah, there we go. So, anyway... As high school guys, junior high school guys, we followed Jerry Lucas. I mean, he was like the man to us. And that guy was a really underrated. He was a great player. Oh, yeah. and, and he, I mean, he was legit. Well, he was a good solid 6'8 to 6'9, um, heavier body, and uh, he rebounded. 2010 guy. 2010 guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 2010 and and. Yeah, when when he when when Willis would be injured and he was out and Lucas was starting, they never missed a beat. And no. along that same line, he was he was a tough guy kind of player, but so was Dave DeBusher. Dave, oh, and Bill Bradley was no pussy either. No, they they they, they were. Well, even to this day, Steve, they are the, the the seventy and seventy three Knicks are looked upon as the best team, not the winningest team, but the best team playing. Of all time. Who was their coach? Red Holzman. Yes, sir. Old You're Red Holzman. Right. Red Holzman didn't know how to dress to save his life. He wore these old, he'd wear, he'd, he'd wear a gray jacket with brown pants and a red tie. And the guy who just. And was, you know what? They won. They won. Yeah, he, was, he was like this novelty. And he was an older guy at the time when he was. So yeah. you think he would, he would know better by that point? <laughs> well, no, he just, he just wasn't, there was no, fa- no fashion there at all. And then, yeah. and then you contrast that to like the flash, Walt the Frazier. first yes, the first flashy dressing player. That Earl was, Monroe. Well, Clyde was wearing floor length fur coats and, oh, and first guy with a shoe deal and the and the fedoras oh, yeah. and then the big round hats and the Rolls Royce cars. Rolls Royce, yeah. yeah, there you go. He he was he was oh, and he had the he had the big round water bed with the ceiling mirrors. He was a. Where did he go to college? Where did he go to college at? Uh, Southern Illinois, as a, as the Nature Boy Ric Flair would say, styling and profiling. Uh, Woo! Oh, he was sweet. Yeah. I mean, that dude, he could go anywhere. He could roll anyway. Yeah. Well, and 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 so yeah, he Southern Illinois and and all the flash, and now you know he does Nick games. I I actually was at Madison Square Garden once, and and he was doing the Nick games, and he's always got. I don't know who the tailor must be, but he's always got some bizarre color scheme on. If you you see him on the sidelines, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And, and so these days he's more like the old Don Cherry from oh, yeah, from, from Cherry, Canadian yeah. hockey. Mm-hmm. 
with just oh these, yeah the bow tie yeah and the, the bizarro color, color schemes on and and the rest is like as an analogy to the wrestling world they got to have a gimmick uh, in WWE Seth Rollins and and his wife too Becky Lynch one of the top female wrestlers there they both have the most flamboyant eccentric outfits each and every week well and now you you know you you, you spun it over there to the wrestling uh, superstar Billy Graham oh yeah passed yeah. away what. This Very past week, yeah. This past week, yeah. And, well, and and when you talk about flamboyant, you know, he was one of the first boa wearing, yeah, uh, in wrestling, yeah. Uh, all the colors and and the the, the flamboyant talk. And, I want to make sure to give a little shout out too before him. There were a couple others before him. Uh, uh, there there was uh, the, the original Nature Boy. Uh, um, uh, I'm just all of a sudden drawing a big blank on his name, but his, his nickname was Nature Boy. I'm, I'm feeling horrible. Rick not not Ric Flair, the one before Ric Flair. <laughs> but mine knows who I'm talking about from the 50s, but they're doing a movie on him. I will come, people, please remind me in the chat if you know. But no, yeah, uh, Billy Graham, he wore the tie dye shirts, he had so many great catchphrases. Uh, the man of the hour, too sweet to be sour. Uh, he had that so many wrestlers were inspired by. I heard so many interviews by like Hulk Hogan and other wrestlers, uh, Dusty Rhodes, how they were inspired by Billy Graham to incorporate that style of, of just, and like you said, flash and funk into their characters and bring, you know, the tried and true wrestling interview style. Yeah, oh, yeah, but Nature Boy Buddy Ro- Rogers, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep, yep, him too. Yeah, he was, a, he was another flamboyant one, yes. Well, what I remember was watching like, um, the AWA with the Vern Gagne and, and, and the Nick Bopwinkle and, and um, superstar Billy Graham was on there. And he was always, at that time, he was like in the prime of, of just the beginning of that stuff. Yeah, he was jacked. And he had the 23-inch pythons is what he called them. Yep. He'd flex his muscles and he, he just had these huge, huge arms. I know he was plagued with a bunch of health problems last year. There's a bunch of legal problems with WWE about trying to. Uh, you can look it up online. I won't get into it. But uh, he, yeah, he he was notorious too. Not notorious, but famous for being one of two wrestlers to end Bruno Sammartino's super lengthy multi-year world title reigns. And uh, it only happened twice, and he was the second person to do it because Bruno Sammartino was considered the greatest in all of WWF, WWE history for having like four- to seven-year world title reigns, and Billy Graham ended the second one. And he had an almost a year-long title reign. And there's a lot of, like, you know, hindsight looking back on it that, you know, Billy Graham's title run got cut, got cut off too soon. But, uh, yeah, rest in peace, Billy Graham. Uh, Monty, I did have... One uh, other last basketball note here for you. Okay. I don't know. Did you have any other basketball notes? I don't want to steal no, it from you. No, go, don't. I, I, you know, I, I, got, I got home a little bit later today, and I, I, I sat there and rested and had some other things going on, so I didn't have quite the, the notes together that I normally would have, and I, I figured you'd have something, so yeah, throw it out there. I only had a chance. I wanted to look more into it, but uh, I only had a chance to just get a, a one quick thing from it, but... I did this in honor of you. Last Friday, May 19th, was the official start of the WNBA season. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go, Monty. In honor of you, all I looked up, uh, I only had time to look up, it was like right before the show, I was like getting one last quick perusal of notes, and I saw this, I'm like, I got to work this in, but just a quick update on the Minnesota Lynx, or I guess our our, our hometown WNBA team. Uh, they are 0-2, and two, and they next play the Phoenix Mercury tonight at 9. Well, and, and you know, there was a player movement, in, in the WNBA, um, Candace Parker left the Chicago Sky to play for the Vegas team. And then, you aces, know, right? The Aces, yeah. And the Vegas team had the, the, the controversy because they were paying players under the table and that kind of thing. And then they've also got like this sexual harassment lawsuit from the female coach who apparently was harassing this pregnant player uh, on the team. And so there's, there's a, lot of, a lot of issues in that team. But the game I did watch last weekend was the uh, 
Phoenix Mercury uh, hosting the Chicago Sky, and it was Brittany Griner's first official oh, game yeah. back I, after. Uh, I crossed my mind to look into it. What was the reception like? After doing her eight months or whatever it was over there in the gulag. But um, uh, the, the Sky ended up beating them. Um, I was surprised because I thought that that Phoenix team, I don't know if you know anything about them, but that uh, Diana Tarazi, uh, Tarazi, Diana Tarazi, is that girl is probably the best shooting player that's ever played in the league. Other than that girl from Iowa. What was it, Caitlin yeah, Clark? Yeah. Right? Is that Caitlin Clark? That Diana, chick. Right? She, well, she's, but she's still in college. Yeah, she has one more year left. Yeah. yeah. But 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 in but in the pros so so Diana Tarazi and 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 Brittany Griner and and they they've got a, a a veteran squad there and then you're looking at the Chicago Sky who's missing like the heart of their team was Candace Parker but uh, Kalia Copper that's my favorite WNBA player in in the league is Kalia Copper and she's the guard for the Chicago Sky MVP and, and I was talking about her. Uh, season before last, when Chicago won, you know, uh, the one championship. Um, but no, I, I the WNBA is underway. Um, then there was the big scenario around that where all these college players that have been drafted are getting cut from the teams because there's not enough roster space for them. Oh no, shoot! And and then one of the WNBA players that's a star in the league was saying that they need to expand the league. Because these girls deserve to be on a roster. Well, no. you can't. I mean, we covered the struggles of the WNBA teams. Other than like a couple of them are just struggling to stay, hang in there. Well, in the league hey, itself. Yeah. Yeah. Movie. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. But the, 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 the WNBA has not turned a profit. Not one single team has turned a profit. And not, the league has not turned a profit in the, what, 20 years of existence? 25, I, I 25 back, years. I, I want to get back to that in just a minute, but uh, I just got a heads up from our producer here that we're going to give away a pair of uh, dinner and a movie pa- a pair of movie passes to the River Cinema and a gift card to the Shire Bar and Grill in the River Mall in East Grand Forks. Uh, contact us for them, Paul. Is that want to go with that route or just people yeah. in the chat? Or? Yeah, well, yeah, just go to the contact yep. page because that way we know where to send it. Yep. So, yeah, all you got to do, go to gfbestsource.com, click the Contact Us link on top of the website. You just... Super quick and easy to fill in your name, email, phone number, and a message. Just say, I want those. Uh, I want dinner and a movie. And uh, by the end of the show here, we'll pick up from all the people who entered and give a, a random chosen winner to win a pair of movie passes and uh, di- I think a $25 gift card to the Shire. So can't go wrong with that. GFBestSource.com, contact us, link on the top of the website. So, Monty, back to you. So, so yeah, okay, well, that's about all I had for the WNBA. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll probably do as much coverage of that as, as, as usual, which is more than most sports uh, uh, broadcasts of any kind. Monty actually got me to pay attention a little bit, just a little bit, to the WNBA <laughs> uh, here. When, when I get the legend Bill to pay attention to the WNBA, that'll be an accomplishment. Yeah, because he he starts when I start talking WNBA, he like snores and closes his eyes. <laughs> um, I I do got uh, if I can work in me two quick hockey notes here. Uh, I'll, I'll give a quick shout out to the Fargo Force. I know last week we were mentioning they're uh, force, they're uh, facing elimination and they did lose. They got swept unfortunately in three games in the Clark Cup final against the Youngstown Phantoms Friday night, one to zero. So their season is unfortunately over. But uh, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, it was. Uh, but hey, they made it to the finals, so that's always a good accomplishment. So, well, you know, they 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 lost the first two in Fargo, and then they went out to Youngstown and they got beat out there. So it's a three three out of five is the set, and and they lost. And uh, then mm-hmm. I I saw the um, president general manager of the team. You know, is is Kerry Eads, uh, UND hockey legend and and former assistant coach and uh, winning coach at at every spot he's ever been at. And um, he found time to go from the uh, Fargo Force uh, Hockey Championship Series to Willie Nelson concert at Blue, Blue, Blue Stem Amphitheater. Oh, wow. Quite the journey. I see Paul's got, he's got something here. Oh, yeah. I just figured I'd jump in and kind of surprise Monty with this. But Uh-oh. Here we go. Uh, we're putting together a merchandise store. A merchandise store. Yeah, for Fork sure. Sports Highway. So you're going to really? have uh, yeah, t- uh, T-shirts, pens. Maybe some hats or something hats, like that. Hats, all that oh, kind yeah. of stuff. Yep, we're, we're putting it all together. Cool. Yep. And then yeah, did we do anything with the Midsummer Music Festival too? Uh, we, we did earlier on big screens, but we didn't have any winners earlier today. Yeah, But we didn't on this show yet. Um, Maybe last week. I, like, I can't recall. No, I mean today. No, yeah. no, like, no not like right today. now. No. Oh, yeah. So yeah. we also have $300 uh, pair of tickets that we can give away to the Midsummer Music Fest. Yeah, and that's going on. Uh, well, I think we got a commercial for it. We could, we could play that yeah, if people want to know yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't you throw it up there? Yeah, or, yeah so we're going to have this video ad. It's just super short. Filling everyone in about it. Coming so right up here. Two, two tickets get some $300 value. Yeah, got some volume there. The Midsummer Gone Country Music Fest is happening June 1st through June 3rd in Monaga, Minnesota. There's 14 hit country music acts playing over three days like Blackhawk, Colt Ford, Easton Corbin, and more. General admission, in addition to having on-site camping, will be available for RVs and tents. To find out more information about the Midsummer Gone Country Music Fest and how to buy additional tickets, scan the on-screen QR code, check out their Facebook page or their website at MidsummerMusicFest.com. Dot com. Yeah, so uh, those uh, to, to, to pair of tickets to that uh, country music festival. It's a three day event. Uh, what one hundred and fifty dollars a piece? So three hundred dollars yeah, value. value. And, and you gave away a set of those. I know last week think, on the show. I think uh, we gave what two sets away last week. But same same way how we're giving away the movie dinner and a movie pass. So if you want to be entered to win the two sets of passes to the uh, Midsummer Gone Country Music Fest. By the end of the episode, just go to gfbestsource.com, hit the contact us link on the top of the website, and you get you know your name, email, phone, fill that out, and then just in the message, just put, uh, I want those tickets. So if you want to win the, the Music Fest p- passes, uh, enter, uh, I want those tickets in the message, but if you want dinner and a movie, say, I want dinner and a movie. So, And by the end of the show, we'll look at all the entries we got, and we'll pick uh, one at random for each there. Nice. Well, and we're still waiting to hear if Bill got across that border. Yeah, Bill. <laughs> Bill. <laughs> and then uh, he's in the fifth precinct in Winnipeg. Then one normally last... he would text me and let me know. Yeah, yeah. 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 Done that. I'll have to shoot him a line here in a sec here to see if may I'll give us official weird. But I guess one last other ho- the other last hockey note I saw. Uh, I was following in the last couple of days here in GFBS. Uh, John was on assignment, so I, you know, I was getting some news items for the morning update and all. Then I saw UND Hockey released their hockey schedule. Did you see this? Oh yeah. So uh, I'll just run down a couple of their some of their games they got lined up for this season. So there are two exhibition games. They'll have Manitoba at the beginning of the season like they did last year. And then halfway through, they'll do the under-18 team also. So they got that those two lined up again. Non-conference matchups this season has UND going up against Army, Wisconsin, Boston University, Bemidji State, 
Minnesota, Minnesota State, and Alaska. There will also be a home-and-home series against five of their seven conference foes, including Denver, Minnesota Duluth, Omaha, Miami of Ohio, and Colorado College. Uh, There will be a total of 24 conference games, including one regular season series against St. Cloud State and Western Michigan. So, yeah, there's your UND schedule for men's hockey. That's a tough schedule. Yeah, they got, like, when you got Wisconsin and and, and the Gophers and and Minnesota State, uh, the Mankato team there, and... uh, that's that's there's, there's a couple other ones in there that are pretty yeah. tough. But, but the, oh, the Boston University. I mean, they got a tough non-conference schedule, and and they usually do. They usually do. But to get the Wisconsin and and Minnesota both back on the schedule in the same season, that's a coup to the schedule. Are they guys. both away? Are they both away? I I don't know where they're at. I didn't get the home the home away schedule. I I, I I think the Gophers are are. Did we play them down there this year? I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. I, I, I want to say I think we did play I them. Think, down I think they're up here this time. Yeah, I think it, it, this is like the third year in a row, and they've been swapping back and forth. But all that tells me, Steve, is that I need to get out and get myself a badger and a gopher and get them in the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Monty's starting the, uh, the the preparation for the rivalry game already. You know the well, co- the coolest thing always was is when they would bring a live gopher in. So, oh man! So so. I don't know. Don't those things have rabies and shit like that? <laughs> Do we care? <laughs> I don't. Know. Oh, shit, but, I but, but 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 the guys would bring them in in in, in mail tubes. Oh, oh okay. That is. So so you just open up one end and pop it down. And it's funny to watch the officials and the and the, and the uh, rink staff trying to chase it down. Oh my god! <laughs> shit, I I wouldn't do that. I that's your job. <laughs> so, Monty, I know we got a few more other things in your title here. Where would you like to pivot to next? Well, I suppose we got to get on uh, the great Jim Brown. Mm-hmm. I mean, Super Sonic. Oh, man, that dude. Yeah. Now, that guy, yeah. he was, I don't I probably one of the best running backs ever. Sure. Ever, ever, ever. I mean, without a doubt. And tough. And just hardcore. Well, and 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 a lot like Barry Sanders, he left the game on top. Yeah, exactly. Nine seasons, didn't miss a single was game. He, uh, didn't he was movie star and some other stuff too? Well, I was before we came on the air. I was talking to Dale about the movie Hundred Rifles with Raquel Welch, and I think it's I guess fitting that they both passed, you know, recently. Yeah. With with, the, like but but. That was one of his his first big breaks in Hollywood. Was you know, and he was always playing these tough guys and that kind of thing. But but he he was this this I think it was a western, the the hundred rifles and and there was a scene where he was supposed to smack Raquel Welch around and he refused to do Ooh. it because he it was nineteen sixty eight and he was a black guy on on you know with a, with the, with the hottest white woman on the planet, oh, uh, co starring yeah. and he was gonna. Be, be, uh, yeah, that era, there would have been definite blowback. Even today, that would get blowback. <laughs> well, well, yeah, there would have been. Oh, for, for, from, no kidding. From about but sex. a whole new level of blowback in 1968. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and I mean, so, but he he refused to do that, and he thought it was enough that he was a black man on screen with a romantic scene with, with Raquel Welch, and he didn't want to be this this uh, woman batterer. <laughs> Might have stuck with him the rest of his film career. Smart, 
smart move. Yes. Smart move. Yes. But, but I know Jim Brown, I think he had like the NFL rushing title for from like since he retired till I think it was at Walter Payton. Yes. B- broke it like in the 80s or so, in mid to late 80s. So quite. Yeah, but he did it nine years. Man. I mean, yeah, nine years and he did that. Didn't miss a game. Uh, I kind of got a couple. I looked up a couple of just facts on him here. And not only that, he did it. The season was a lot shorter then. Four, yeah, fourteen games. Fourteen games. Uh, in twenty twenty, he was selected to the NFL one hundred all time team, uh, ranked number one all time player on the college football one hundred and fifty list to celebrate those sports anniversaries. Uh, yeah, he was the Browns fifty seven to sixty five. I think that was right the year before the Super Bowl started, and he did win a the NFL title before yeah. the Super Bowl started with the Browns. So yes. he is a, a national champion in the NFL. Um, and so, and he led the, led the league in rushing eight of those nine years. Well, and, and and so Jim Brown was playing for the Cleveland Browns. Enough said. And the head coach was Paul Brown. I mean, everybody, the whole thing was Brown. <laughs> but, but the Cleveland, yeah, Brown, yeah, enough. And 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 he he um, was not only that great football player, but you know we we always see this iconic uh, civil rights picture. With, yeah, with Bill Russell and Muhammad Ali and, and yeah, big time activists Jim Brown and, and you know they were on the forefront and and they weren't these pretend activists like we see these days. Um, those guys were actually fighting segregation. They just did a movie uh, about this last year about that that kind of like the first meeting of those four. Uh, One night in Miami uh, oh. that, that kind of chronicled on. I, I think it kind of dramatized it a little bit for the sake of uh, you know uh, for a movie, but. It, it chronicles what they talked about that their first night together about you know trying to get this activist movement going, uh, so uh, to support boxer you know uh, Muhammad Ali's fight against serving in Vietnam. So sure, yeah. So that was a big deal. And they just did a movie on it, and I saw it was, I I didn't know this fact when I was looking up some stuff on Jim Brown. On, do you know what led to him early retiring from the NFL? No. So I don't. This this has cracked me up. So he was filming the movie The Dirty Dozen during the off season in 1966, oh. and the production went long because of bad weather. And so Brown's owner Art Modell threatened to suspend uh, Jim Brown's pay if he didn't report to training camp on time. So Brown. Jim Brown decided to retire, saying he wanted to focus on his movie career and social uh, social activists. Well, so and and you know it's funny because so Jim Brown, boy, you mentioned The Dirty Dozen. There you go, Steve, huh? I mean, and that, that was as great a movie as there was at that time. On, on big Man. screens, we paid homage to, uh, or homage to Jim Brown's acting career, you know, because he, he acted for very prolific through up until the early 2000s. Oh, yeah. He was in lots of cop movies and that kind of stuff, too. Oh, yeah. Sitcoms yeah. on TV. And, and, many, and many, many movies. He had, he had the acting career that O.J. Simpson wished he had yeah. um, and was trying to oh, have. They're not, they're not even the same league. Well, OJ took acting classes, you know, and 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 you know his best movies were the Hertz commercials. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, jumping over the yeah, running through yeah. the airports. I mean, I remember I kind of liked him the Naked Gun movies. He was well, but that was yeah. the thing though was it was he was typecast mm-hmm. as this bumbling idiot in those Naked Gun movies, and he couldn't get beyond that. Right. That that, that was that caused him a lot of angst, and and that might have driven him to. What happened at Brentwood? Oh no! <laughs> but That's a whole I, story. I'm digressing. But anyway, but that was the thing: is OJ wanted to have that career in in film that Jim Brown was enjoying, and he never really got it. It was the 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 the, the um, movie. The movie makers weren't casting him as a lead guy. 
Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah that, that's true. Yeah, he didn't get, yeah, like you said, Jim Brown had, had the lead acting credentials and, you know, very prolific until his last movie was Draft Day uh, oh. up oh, until the yeah. early 2000s. And we're talking about on big screens earlier today. Oh, I love uh, that movie. Yeah, that's uh, how Jim Brown was awesome in Mars Attacks, right, Paul? Yeah, so this, I was curious uh, if I want to disagree with this because are Jim Brown and O.J. Simpson like the same era? No. No. O.J. came no, after no, him. No. OJ yeah. came after. I want to say yeah. about what several years after Jim Brown retired, that was when OJ but, but, started. I'd but, but it, I'd say at least ten to twelve, if not longer. Well, because did you say Jim Brown was done in '65? Yeah, '65. And and OJ in '73 had that two thousand yard rushing year for Buffalo, and that would have been like his second or third year. So yeah, he maybe started in 1970. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Give well, or take. Yeah. And my point was that you know I, I was thinking of like OJ and uh, all those. Not airplane movies. Uh, what, what were they? Uh, Naked Gun. Naked Gun, yeah. 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 And, and Jim Brown, I, the only thing I really recognize him being in was... We're talking uh, about Mars, Mar- Attacks. Mars Attacks. And, and Running Man. Oh, no. He, he was, was in Running yeah, Man? Yeah, Running Man. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Who is he in Running Man? Sunday. Who is he in Running Man? He was like Man. one of the villains, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, in Running Man. I can't remember the name of the villain, but yeah. He no, was he, like the... And that's what I mean. He... Well, I mean, there was the guy that had the rocket pack, but that wasn't Jim Brown, was it? I'll look up a photo here. I'll show you here. But uh, yeah. Did he, have a, like, did he have like a chainsaw or something? I, I it's it's ringing but, but no, Jim, Jim Brown had a prolific acting career. And like I said, he was the template that OJ wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Because Jim Brown, like I said, he got the star with Raquel Welch opposite her as, as the lead man. OJ, was, I, always, I always thought OJ was older than oh, Jim Brown. No, he. So no, no, no. That, 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 that's where my confusion came in. O, 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 no. OJ just was the most recognizable and wealthiest retired athlete up until his Bronco chase. But yeah, he, he yeah, was. He's, yeah, he's the flamethrower guy. Just yeah. like I said, come on now. I said he was one of the oh. villains. <laughs> but anyway, no, he, I have a flamethrower. But, but by he the did. Way. Yes, and, and, and so, Paul's a night. No, <laughs> yeah, do you know that, Steve? So, so, so Paul, our producer over here, actually has a flamethrower that he lights up every once in a while. It's part of the GFP New Year special. <laughs> I, I, yeah, he, I, need, I need one. Is he selling one? At, at, at New Year's, New Year's. Eve, I think he was firing that thing off. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, if you're going to take down a zombie, you can't do it with bullets. You got to do it with fire. I don't know. What did you burn up? Like a, a stack of... Everything. A stack of uh, LeBron like, James pictures oh, or God. something yeah. like that? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, Perfect. We didn't have enough fuel was for it. Bud, we didn't have enough fuel for that. Bud Light hey, beer can. <laughs> So invite me to the next fire. Oh, yeah, that's right. There you, you got go. Your, September. September. There we go. Count it yeah. down. We're looking forward to it. Well, so, 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 uh, today, now we're going to have bonfire. So September, we got to see the flamethrower, I guess. Steve, okay. are, are, I got her. Steve, I are got gonna, her. Steve, are you going to be in town on a Thursday? You're going to be able to sit in on an episode? Yeah, well, we're definitely coming out, so I'll be there. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll get that hammered out. That'll be yeah. fun. So I got a score update. I was just catching a score update here uh, in the NBA. We got the Celtics are leading the Heat uh, just under six minutes left in the first quarter, 18 to 5. And uh, in the NHL, I'll get that score pulled up for you here right now. The, the score for that one is we have the Dallas Stars and the Golden Knights are tied 1 to 1, and they're almost at the end of the first period, just under four minutes left. So those are your score updates. We'll probably have one more here before we go off the air here in about 15 minutes. So. Monty, um, I got a couple things, but I want to make sure you got. I know you got some other things lined up here too in your title here. Well, uh, I don't know. I did. I have. I had uh, 
No, I think we pretty much uh, got around him. I was talking about Kachuk and his winning uh, shot for the Panthers, and and um, then then the Joker uh, sweeping the Lakers, and 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 then the Celtics uh, staying alive against the Heat, and and then we we did Jim Brown, and then the Twins. Um, we're we're rolling through it pretty fast sure. here tonight. Um, I don't know. I, I have been paying kind of close attention to the uh, the. Um, Aaron Rodgers' uh, calf injury in in Jetland and like first full day of workouts. Apparently, he was uh, doing some type of drill that he's never done before in his career, and he's thirty nine years old. And, oh no! And Had bad results from it, and, and and ended up pulling like his calf muscles. So now he's limping around and what? out for a little bit. Running. <laughs> he was running. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers trying to scramble. Oh boy. But but and anyway, and, and you guys know my prediction is is that the the Big Apple is going to eat him up and spit him out. But you know, next thing you'll know, he'll be sending nudies of his junk on, to young ladies on the team, like <laughs> like this predecessor did. I was going to say, do you think he'll oh, be? Brett. He'll, oh, yeah. Brett. <laughs> Brett. 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 Pull, pull off what Brett Favre did there. I mean, aside from the off-field shenanigans, I mean, you get ten wins and still not make the playoffs was what Brett Favre did for the Jets. I remember, but uh, well, that's a that's a. Oof. So I got one last question to ask you. Go for it. All you guys smart. If a guy had to invest in money and property, would he invest in North Dakota or Minnesota? Oof. Well, I don't know if you're talking the West, you know, they got all the oil fields in Western North Dakota. Paul gave a shout out in the back there for North Dakota. Uh, Monty. Well, yeah, the Which thing, well, you know, Minnesota is heavily Democrat. At and, least in the, and, I know in the metro areas. And, yeah. and, and, and the metro areas, the governor and the metro areas are much like your Seattle and Portland uh, setups. Well, great. You saw that burning. Oh, tax they're, they're heavily taxed. They're heavily in, taxed, in, and, in Minnesota. right? And in North Dakota, the taxes are much lower. Mm-hmm. Now, now the city of Grand Forks, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. You don't. You just don't support anything democratic. <laughs> That's it. Oh. You know, it's it's interesting. You know, you see those charts they pull up on uh, like vote turnout by county and what what color each county is shaded, and you know, it's like eighty percent of the Minnesota counties are. Are you know Republican, but the metro area ones, the other twenty percent are are St. Cloud, yeah. Duluth, Minneapolis, Rochester, Saint, maybe. Rochester, yeah. yeah. Uh, they 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 carry the the numbers, but the uh, the the northwest Minnesota up in the Iron Range and stuff is pretty pretty red. Yeah, but uh, I know we got a few. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Steve. No, I'm just saying if a guy had some extra dough. And you want to invest in Grand Forks? What is there opportunities there? Oh yeah, I think in Grand Forks, um, there's always. Uh, yeah, it's called GFBS. <laughs> <laughs> sponsorships. Yeah, they will take your money. GFBS. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, Paul the, says he's taking sponsorships, advertisements. Uh, I know we got. Oh shit! Taking so much money, it's kind of uh, heck. Yeah. I know we got some other final things to head up on. I got a couple last things here, but we I know. Have a donate link on our website. Yeah, Paul says we got. Yeah, that's true. We got a donate link on top of the gfbestsource.com website. Monty's going to take it away with our final ad here. River Cinema Fifteen. Yeah, in the sh- you take care. So, so oh, all right. Thanks a lot, Steve. We'll see you next week. Have a good week. one, Steve. 
River Cinema 15 and the Shire Bar and Grill. Make the River Cinema 15 and the Shire Bar and Grill your next dinner and movie destination. Both are located in River Mall in East Grand Forks. Either dine inside the movie memorabilia restaurant, the Shire, or take your meal to the movie you're attending. Some of this week's feature attractions are Little Mermaid, Fast X, The Machine, Hypnotic, and Guardians of the Galaxy. You can find the complete showtimes and listings online at rivercinema15.com. Don't forget about the Tuesday special, $5 movies all day long, and $5.50 senior matinee special on Wednesdays and Thursdays. That's for 55-year-olds and above. Um, The River Cinema has the luxury recliners, uh, expanded concessions that now serve adult beverages and is family owned and operated by the same company that runs the Grand Theater in Crookston for their showtimes look online at morefamilytheaters.com so, yeah um, River City Cinema what do you got over there Dale? and again we're still got 10 minutes left here down to our final 10 minutes to enter and win free pair of movie passes and a $25 gift card to the Shire just send that e- go to gfbestsource.com click the contact us link on top of the website uh, say, I, I want uh, dinner and a movie in the message, and you'll be entered to win a pair of uh, the dinner and a movie at the end of the show here. And for Midsummer Gone Country Music Festival, do the same thing. Contact us, link on top of the gfbestsource.com website, and in the message, just say, I want those tickets. And yeah, we'll check uh, all the entries here and ha- announce the winner before the end of the episode here in about 10 minutes. But yeah, I got a couple of things here, Monty. Um, uh, maybe a couple quick, real quick things here before I do a little motorsports here that I met- mentioned in the last couple of weeks, but I just... Uh, just thinking around to it, but did you hear about Pat McAfee landing the big deal with ESPN for his uh, show? No. Yeah, so, you know, he's done his YouTube show. You know, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers a little bit. He is famous for the, uh, throughout the NFL season, weekly interviews with Aaron Rodgers. Breaking news a lot of those weeks, too. But now his show is being part of the ESPN umbrella. It's going to be on ESPN, ESPN Plus, and the ESPN YouTube. Uh, so, yeah, he's landed there for a multi-year deal. A lot of money, too, so big ups to him for landing that. Uh uh, so, mega congrats to Pat McAfee. Right. And so, uh, what else you got? Then I got also, too, I meant to bring this up for many weeks. I keep forgetting. So, you know, we're talking about pitch clock, MLB games going oh, faster, yeah. and how the MLB. Uh, so, this crossed my mind. Uh, you know, beer concessions, usually they close at the seventh inning stretch. And now, with the games going faster, MLB, you know, the concessions, they're like, hey, we're losing sales with, with these games going faster. So now, instead of closing off beer sales at, and vendor sales at the seventh inning stretch, they're now closing them at the end of the eighth inning. So a little random fluff story there. So people can enjoy themselves a little bit longer at games. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. At least in the MLB, anyways. I don't know if independent league ball is going fast, too. So, uh, and... Uh, so I, I, I see uh, I'm getting a message. Is, is this a winner or just am I reading the message here? Two winners. Two winners. Uh, to which one? I think Terry got the uh, so uh, Terry, midsummer. Terry won the Midsummer Gun Country Music Passes. And then Jill won the Dinner and a Movie. Yep. All right. There you go. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. There we go. We got winners. We'll uh, uh, email us or call us at the studio. We'll be here for a little bit after the show wraps up here. Or email us if you how to do that if you want us to hold on to the tickets for you here at the show. Or uh, we can mail them out to you if you're not in the Grand Forks area. So let us know how to do that. So congrats again to Terry for winning the Gone Country Music Fest pa- uh, pair of music passes. And Jill for winning the Dinner and a Movie passes okay and so you got those giveaways you had and i've got an update here the uh boston celtics are up 28 to 13 on the miami heat with three minutes to go in the first period all right hey there so you got that one going early pull and, ahead yeah i mean I, i'm surprised a little bit there and then uh i suppose we should get a hockey update too before we go off um it's one one uh with 47 at the end of one 
All one right. one at the end of one, Dallas and Las Vegas. Uh, Dallas trying to stay alive. Um, so I'm ready to go with my wrap-up. You got um, anything else? I've got a couple quick motorsports things here. Um, just a couple things here. Uh, so Indianapolis 500 is this weekend. Biggest indie race. You know, we don't, I don't talk about Indy too much. This is their biggest race of the year. You know, Indy used to be bigger than F1. It's the premier United States-based open-wheel racing uh, league series. And so that's going on this uh, Sunday at 11.45 on NBC or Peacock. Uh, nine former Indy 500 winners will be part of the field. Uh, Alex Pillow, they had a big qualifying weekend last weekend. I was talking to John Roberts uh, earlier this week here in the studio about just qualifying is making big news. He had the fastest qualifying speed in Indianapolis 500 history, averaging, get this speed, 234.217 miles an hour over four laps. <laughs> Have you ever gone close to driving that fast? <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. Those open wheel cars, they got blazing speeds. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so, yeah, that's going on this Sunday. Uh, in NASCAR Cup Series, it was really cool. North Wilkesboro Speedway, that, that speedway got restored after the last time they had a cup race was in 1996. It kind of, they let it get dilapidated and gone to hell. But then uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. and a bunch of other people brought attention to it. They're just going to restore the – they just brought a weed eater out there. They're going to restore the series, clean up the weeds to get it in, scanned to be used in iRacing. But it got so much good press that they decided to go the full several million dollars of investments to renovate it. And over the course of a few years, they got their first race back in. They did a cup race, the all-star race that Kyle Larson won. And then they also did the Craftsman Trucks series, and Kyle Larson won that as well. So <laughs> big ups to Kyle Larson. <laughs> Um, and then uh, I got they're going to be NASCAR's going to be at Charlotte Motor Speedway over the course of this weekend. Uh, Monty, did I catch any of your headways? I don't know if you keep up too much or just catch a cursory glance here and there. Uh, just a cursory glance, but when you got the racing, you brought up the racing. The Preakness took place last Saturday, also. Oh yeah, what was up with that? And, and, and uh, National Treasure, a Bob Baffert horse, won the race and was uh, head and tails above. Uh, Mange was the Kentucky Derby winner and was the only horse from the Kentucky Derby of the seven in the Preakness. Um, National Treasure wasn't allowed to run in the Derby because Bob Baffert has been suspended from Churchill and Kentucky racetracks due to Medina Spirit winning in 2021 and being disqualified. The, so the, they had some... some The, the steroid salve, oh. remember that? So, so Medina Spirit was disqualified in 2021. Bob Baffert got a two-year suspension from Churchill Downs and, and a couple other racetracks, but he was able to run his horse in Pimlico Racetrack in Baltimore on... Uh, this past Saturday, and, and National Treasure did win. I hit the uh, ten cent Superfecta, so I had the one, two, three, four horses in order. But the odds it was only seven horses. The odds were so low, it only paid seven dollars and twenty four cents. And then I had the late pick three, and the odds were so low that it only paid seven dollars and sixty five cents. I was going to say, I remember you messaging us to some of your bets there over the what? weekend. And then, and then, but Sandy put down a $10 bet on National Treasure to win, and a $10 bet paid out $39. So of the, I had $110 tied up in the Preakness and, and the bets for the day and paid back $53 of that 110 But I had the late pick four at Santa Anita in that $110, and it paid 387 there you go. So I'm still on the ride. You, you got it. You got still it. Still on the ride. You're, you're going to get a, one more big payday. Um, I, I guess I'll give real quick, uh, just some, a couple other quick notes here. Uh, 
that, you know, Donnie Schatz, you know, North Dakota big World yes. of Outlaw driver. He got his first two wins of the season for World of Outlaws uh, last season at Atlanta, at Attica Raceway Park in Attica, Ohio. Uh, and uh, this weekend, the sprints are going to be in Atomic Speedway in Waverly, Ohio. And, uh, yeah, for actually, yeah, actually, uh, I think three straight days. And and then late models, they had a big, uh, Ryan Gustin won the future there. And, uh, yeah, and... Yeah, it was a big day for, for late models this past week, too. And actually, as yeah, late models, they got a three-day straight series of races starting tonight uh, at Sharon Speedway in Hartford, Ohio. So uh, F1 was off last weekend because they were supposed to race, but the where they were racing, uh, they got it got flooded out. There was a bunch of storms in the area. So, uh, yeah, that, 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 the Emilia Romana Grand Prix <laughs> flooding in the region. But one of their biggest races of the season, Monaco Grand Prix, is this weekend, uh, this Sunday at 8 a.m. due to time zones on, on ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty crazy. And I want to give a shout-out to River City Speedway for final motorsport uh, note. Uh, they announced their 2023 inductees into the River City Speedway Hall of Fame. We got Rick Kmitz, uh, or excuse me, Kemnitz, a, dri- a driver, Terry Sands, a driver, Ben Adams, engine builder, Scott Nelson, the fire crew, and Troy Olson, driver. And the Hall of Fame will be going down August 4th. And can't forget about River City's uh, Speedy- River City Speedway racing on Friday night. Big lineup, so... You can check it all out on their Facebook for more information. So that is all I have, Monty. Okay, and when you think of uh, sports uh, songs or sports anthems, uh, obviously the uh, Queen song, uh, oh, We yeah. Are the Champions, mm-hmm. but simply the best, Tina Turner. Oh, yeah. Another Rest in peace, of, yeah. Tina Turner. That's a sports anthem, simply yes. the best. So I oh. guess with that, we'll wrap it up. All right, what do you got, Monty? Thank you for tuning in to tonight's Fork Sports Highway. Catch us live every Thursday at 6.30 right here on Grand Fork's Best Source, live on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. If you missed us live, find our archives by searching GFBS on your favorite podcast, streaming, or social media apps. We're everywhere. Support GFBS by leaving us a five-star review on Google or checking out the donate link on the top of the www.gfbestsource.com website. That's all for today. We'll see you next week.